Hello America, this is Matt and Craig broadcasting another episode of x Live. Live. Uh, today's segment is Champions of Food, and today's champion is Aaron Shepard um, from Mansfield Memorial Homes out of Mansfield, Ohio. Aaron's been in food service uh, for 11 years, and Aaron, thank you, welcome. Um, first of all, you let us know that you're a huge Star Wars fan, so I got it. I just got to ask, who's your favorite character? Favorite character of all time, uh, without a doubt, Chewbacca. Okay. Chewy. Nice. Okay. I, I saw that going a couple different ways, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's an all-timer. He's an all-timer. Oh, what, yeah. What's your favorite movie? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, Aaron, thank you for being a guest on the show. Um, kind of get things started. How are things up in Mansfield? They're doing pretty good. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Businesses starting to open back up, so we're getting back to normal. That's good. Um, yeah, we've kind of started to see that things are uh, getting closer to normal, um, which I know everybody appreciates. Uh, but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> to get things uh, kicked off, uh, we're gonna do do an icebreaker. Uh, we do this with all of our champions. Um, kind of establish some common ground here. What is your favorite all-time meal? Uh, favorite all-time meal that would be. Um, my wife just actually made this for me for our anniversary this month. Um, it is a uh, medium rare flank steak with roasted Yukon gold potatoes, mm-hmm. it with uh, green beans and bacon. Hmm. Well, it's like two o'clock here, and I just ate lunch, um, and I want to eat again because that sounds awesome. <laughs> well, I was going to say, when's the official anniversary so I can pencil that in for next year? <laughs> yeah. You, hey, you, you, you mind uh, <laughs> having some guests on your next anniversary? <laughs> That's funny. June 8th. So, you know, hey, come on. We'll, awesome. we'll have a party. Well, congratulations on the recent anniversary, Aaron. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. But um, So something else we do here is uh, Matt's going to guide you through kind of some questions um, a little bit later on. But uh, to start a I'd like to paint a picture for our audience, um, just how much of an impact you're making in your facility and, and really your community. Uh, and in order to do this, I want to try and quantify what you do. Um, and so we've got we've got down here that you provide about 200 meals a day. Um, is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. So daily meals is about 200. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of reel back here. Uh, and do some math and extrapolate that 200 meal count uh, out across some weeks, yearlies, uh, and, and career um, meals provided. Um, and just to get everyone an idea and try and make it a little bit more tangible about what what monumental task you actually have and, and provide here on uh, on a regular basis. Uh, so I'll turn it over here to Matt. Um, he's going to take you through some of this, and then I'll, I'll come back once I've got uh, these numbers crunched. All right. And so, Aaron, so everyone who's listening in, can you give me kind of the daily, uh, typical, your typical day, and, you know, when you come in, um, when things get started, and, um, you know, how you go about go about working with your staff? All right. Um, I'm usually, I usually get in the office between around 6.30 and 7 o'clock, um, right around the time breakfast is starting to be served. Um, I check in with the early cook, make sure everything's good to go. Um, make sure the, the diet aides have everything they need for them starting up the line. Um, if we happen to be short staff that day, I'll jump out on the line, help them out where I can. Um, then just kind of once breakfast is done, we jump right into 
launch and go from there. Okay, one of the um, one of the questions we asked: um, Do you have a typical meal? Um, you know, the breakfast, lunch, or dinner that tends to be more of the residents' favorite. Um, let's see, for breakfast, I would say their favorite would definitely be the sausage, gravy, and biscuits. Hmm. Sounds good. Um, lunch, a lot of times, uh, something like a either the meatloaf or the Salisbury steak. That that always seems to be a big hit. Okay, then I'm just gonna have to go. You are just speaking right to my co-host right now with like the <laughs> the steak for the anniversary dinner and the meatloaf. He loves meatloaf. Yeah, <laughs> Craig's, he's drooling next to me right now. <laughs> I'm happy this is an audio podcast and not a video podcast. <laughs> right. And for dinner, usually we try and do like a uh, a smaller type dinner, uh, soup and sandwiches, something along those lines. Okay. Uh, we don't want to do like a real heavy dinner for them, you know, because then they're dragging the rest of the night and it's like uh, if we do a lighter dinner they usually get a better night's sleep hmm. that's smart i wouldn't have really thought about that necessarily um but cool um so I, yeah i've got uh i've got some numbers drawn up here based off of that 200 meal um meals provided daily uh so daily again 200 meals that equals 1400 meals a week uh that you're providing in a in a year that equates to 72,000 meals provided. And 11 years is what we have you down as have been being in food service in this industry. And in those 11 years, with these 200 meals a day, you've provided 800,800 meals to date. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I was right. That's a lot of food, man. Um, that is a lot of food. <laughs> it's something that you don't really think about again. And um, to, to paint... An even better picture here for everyone at home, just how much 800,000 meals is. Um, if Aaron was feeding you three meals per day, he would have fed you for 731 years to date, three meals a day. So, so 731 years, uh, he would have fed you three meals a day uh, for all of our listeners, which which is kind of crazy. And then now tying this back into, because now we've, we've got a uh, pretty avid Star Wars fan, um, and myself and Matt as well, uh, we went ahead and, and did uh, this off of a Star Wars basis. So in, a, in about two more years, Aaron, uh, you would have fed Yoda every meal for his entire life. Um, and according to The Empire Strikes Back, you probably know this is your favorite movie. He, uh, he's talking to Luke, and he says that he's 900 years old. So, yeah, in two years, you would have fed Yoda for every single meal of his entire life. So... Uh, you're right on track here, but that, it's it's just crazy. That's a that's a lot of food. So, um, wow. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over here to Matt because he's got some more questions for you. Uh, so go ahead here, Matt. Yep. So we just want to know a little bit more of just your your background, your day to day, and just kind of your insight um, at, as the expert. So, for kind of the general public, give them give them one thing you wish that they would know and understand about your job. Um, and kind of food service in general? All right. Um, one thing about this job, um, the hardest thing is you get attached to the residents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they come here to, to be taken care of. They come here to live. And 
by the time it's their time to go, they have become part of your family. And in those 11 years, I have I have lost, I would say, probably close to 60 to 70 residents that I really had a connection with. And it just, it, it it's rough a lot of the times. And people think that they're just coming here to, you know, feed the people in the nursing home. And if you, if you stick with this job, you find out you, you end up feeding your family. Well. And it, it's it's definitely there's there's some people that have quit quit this job just because you know they get close to the residents. One of the residents passes away, and they're like, "I I can't do this anymore." And hmm. you know, I I don't blame them. It's rough. Right, and there's certainly such a there's such a human element to you know your position in your job, which I Craig and I really strongly think that the general public doesn't know um so we hope to shed a light on that but also it speaks volumes to you and your position if you're able to touch and impact those people's lives on such a in such a positive um dynamic you know level um and i i know i know they value it um just from you know our experience in it so we kind of want to commend you on that as well. Uh, I understand that it's hard, but um, it takes a really special person to be able to do it. So we want to thank you for that. Um, and it also, you know, maybe to, to segue, we can kind of then um, look at some of the rewarding parts of it. You know, when you look at this, what's some, uh, it might piggyback off of what you just talked about. Well, what's some of the most rewarding parts of your day? If we can provide a meal for a resident that makes them smile, or a resident comes up to me and says, oh, that was one of the best meals I've ever had. You know, it was something like what my wife would have cooked for me or something my mom would have cooked when I was a little kid. If we can make them forget their troubles for, you know, 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. the meal, then it could be the worst day of my life here at this job. But if I can make that happen, if we can make that happen in dietary with one resident, then everything was worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, Aaron, I noticed that you said we um, in that, that last sentence. Uh, so I, I mean, I assume you're talking about your staff. How close are you with your staff? I mean, it seems like everyone's got to be um, pretty in sync to, I mean, we were talking, we just went over how many meals you're serving uh, to provide food for that amount of people. Um, can you talk a little bit about your staff, um, how you guys work together to kind of accomplish everything you do every day? So I have, uh, I have five cooks on my schedule that I kind of rotate between the, the early cook will do the breakfast and lunch and then late cook will do the, uh, dinner meal. Mm-hmm. So I kind of rotate the five cooks between those two meals. Um, with each of those cooks, they've at least been here for a year and a half. So okay. we have gotten to the point, um, I'll go out there to talk to them about something on the menu or go to double check something. Half the time, the cooks know what I'm coming out there for before I get out there. 
They they know what I expect. They know what needs to be done. And we are we are as close as we can be without uh, crossing the line. I I was always taught that there has to be a line between you know the relationship of a manager and employee and friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, without crossing that line over to where you know they look at me as more of a friend than a manager, mm-hmm. that's when it you know. Unfortunately, that's at the point where you start to lose the ability to have the team do what you need them to do. Um, okay, so I, I work every day trying to figure out exactly how not to cross a line because you do start to care about the people you work with. And like I said, I've worked with all these people at least 18 months, and you, you start to become a family. Mm-hmm. And one thing that really helps, and I think it's one reason why a lot of employees are staying now, my office door is always open. And I tell them, I said, this job can be frustrating. Uh, you know, it, you're, you're going to have a lot of stress here. You're going to want to scream. If you need to do that, come into my office, shut the door, scream, yell at me, <laughs> tell me what's going wrong. That's awesome. And I, I have I have employees that'll do that, you know, a couple times a week, and they'll come in and they'll just they'll be frustrated. They sit there and they talk to me, and I listen to what they're saying, and I kind of guide them on how to fix the problem. And then once that's over, you know, they just get right back to work. Mm-hmm. But to be to be close to your employees and to be able to just sit there and listen to them on what they need, that goes a long way with keeping your employees and keeping them happy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, there's a very and thanks for shedding light on that because that's a common theme we're finding. There's a very big human element um, behind behind what you guys are doing. Um, really incredible people and just a family. I mean, that's just kind of the best way to kind of describe it. You guys are a unit and you can't accomplish what you do with those 200 meals a day unless you are working together uh, as a team and everyone's on the same page and cares about each other. And so that's just a natural process, but that's, that's awesome. Um, Thanks for sharing that, Aaron. Uh, You can tell that that really came from a a very real, real part of you. Um, And and we appreciate that. and kind of segmenting here, this is actually going to be our last question that we've got, and we'll use this to kind of wrap things up. And it's a little bit of a tough one because I'm sure you have a lot of memories. Um, but uh, off the top of your head here, um, you can take a second to think if you need, but uh, what's one memory you have uh, in food service or your job, current job, that uh, you'll never forget? <laughs> okay, so uh, the first nursing home I worked at, I worked at uh, Lexington Court in Lexington, Ohio. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was actually a resident there. Uh, he was suffering from dementia, and he, uh, one night at dinner, I had a nurse come in, and she looked at me, and she goes, your grandpa says he's not eating. He's done with this. He's done with the pain. He just wants to die. Okay. And I said, okay. 
it, it's just going to be one of these days with Grandpa. And I knew they were coming. So I looked at one of the diet aids, and I gave her a dollar. I said, go get my Grandpa a can of Coke, pour it in a glass of ice right in front of him, set it down, and ask him what he wants to eat with his glass of Coke. Uh, the diet aide came back in about two or three minutes later, and she goes, your grandpa wants to know if he can have a double cheeseburger with the order of double fries. I said, absolutely. And my boss looked at me and goes, did you just bribe your grandpa with a Coke? I said, you better believe it. I said, but I got him to eat. Whatever it takes. There you go. And I just... Huh. I, I've actually done that with other residents as well. Somebody doesn't want to eat, so I'll sit down with them and I'll start talking to them about what their favorite food is. And, I mean, there's been times they said, oh, I just, I don't want to eat anything but spaghetti. Okay, let's do it. Let's make you some spaghetti. Hmm. And, you know, it's not on the menu, but if it's what they're going to eat, then it's what they, yeah, that's what they need. You make it happen. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> that's that's really, really cool. I may do just a quick segue off of that question because I really, really like the response. It you know, it struck a chord with me. Um how long into your you know, your your career did it take you to learn kind of how to relate to certain patients and certain you know, certain states of mind to get them to um, that point? Because I bet that's not the only two times that's happened. I'm sure you do this quite often. Yeah, um, I, I got to say, I, I learn every day. Um, unfortunately, no no two cases of Alzheimer's or new, no two cases of dementia are the same. Um, you, you tend to get a different reaction from the same person. Uh, sometimes it can be a different, different reaction from the same person within a half hour. You know, they, mm -hmm. they just... That the Alzheimer's and dementia is a horrible disease that just steals your family from you. Um, I will, if I have to go out and talk to a resident about, you know, they don't want to eat, so I go out there and I'm going to talk to them about, you know, what they want to eat, I'll talk to a nurse's aide that takes care of them or a nurse before I do that to find out, okay. Are they in the type of mood that I can go out and talk to them, or is it just something where I need to back off and wait a little bit? Hmm. Um, it just it varies from resident to resident, um, and like I said, you you learn every day. There's always something new with the residents. Um, I had one resident trying to tip me a dollar several times because he he thought we were in a restaurant so i mean it, it just it always varies depending on the resident and that's something you have to learn and it's something you're gonna have to learn every day mm -hmm. because like i said unfortunately with all alzheimer's and dementia it's very possible to see a new resident in them every day yeah. um a, di a different reaction, a different personality. They could be loving and, you know, you could be their best friend one minute, you turn around and you go to say something else and, you know, they're cursing at you and taking swings. But 
Yeah, so it's something you learn every day. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Well, thank you so much for sharing and you're shedding a light on that. Um, I know know, that's a personal side of you, um, and I know Craig and I, and I speak on behalf of Craig, we're really looking forward to, you know, meeting you when we can do some face-to-face visits. Uh, but we really appreciate your time and, you know, taking the time to come on here and, you know, talk about your your facility, your staff, and kind of your day-to-day. So um, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate that so much. And um, I'm going to turn it over to Craig just All to right. say say thank you as well. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Um, that was uh, that was great. That, that, was, that was really, really great. I think uh, the listeners are going to be able to draw a, a lot out of that and kind of, um, you know, definitely see – the human the human piece of this which is totally actually what we're trying to do um with this segment of uh the champions of food so uh thank you um and uh for everything you've done and that you're going to continue to do uh, for your residents and community all right thank you